I am very excited because we are doing this series about faith. Amen? Did you listen to the last, the last word that I gave you? And this series is fundamental and very important for every Christian life. It's very important. I am talking about things that every believer must know about. Every believer. And this teaching, if you get this teaching, put it in practice. I'm sure can change your life and your relationship with God. Yes. And when you believe, say, Amen. amen. Yes. When you believe, please say, Amen. Because I know that you are connected to me and to the word of God. Some believers, they know about it. Some believers, they know about faith. But they do not know how to apply these facts of faith into their everyday lives. Or faith... Is the most important principle of Christian life. Because you need faith. Since the moment when you are born again. You need faith since the moment that you start your Christian life. Until the end of your life. Until the end of your last minute here on earth. Amen. Why? Because... You were saved by faith. Through the grace and by faith. You have a relationship with God through faith. You receive the favor of God by faith, the Bible says. You receive blessings by faith. You know God by faith. The Bible says you also receive miracles by faith. You, you, can, you can be accepted as a child of God by faith. You are, you are forgiven by faith because you believe it. Then you walk, the Bible says, we walk by faith. And the Bible says that without faith... It's impossible to please God. And the only kind of lifestyle that pleases God is a lifestyle of faith. Are you with me? If you don't have this lifestyle, sorry, you cannot please God. And this lifestyle sometimes is a little bit crazy to the world. The people are going to look at you and say... No, you are wrong. No, no, no. I just trust in what God said. Faith is to trust in what God said and not to believe in the other words that you are listening. Can you say amen? amen. And in other words, faith is the hand that reaches out and takes what Jesus conquered at the cross. Beloved brothers, I, I have been pastor for many years. For many years. And I am always surprised by people that have been in church for many years. Many years. And they know little about faith. And also some people they know. But they have only a mental faith. Or they have intellectual faith. Her faith their faith is just... Here, but not here. <laughs> Just mental, but not in the heart. If they know about faith, they don't know how to put it in practice. They just say, oh, I have to have faith. I am expecting. But they don't know how to put it in practice. This is why I am teaching it. And I want to quick recap some points I shared last Sunday. Faith reaches out and receives from the hands of grace. You could say that faith is the key that opens the door for all God's provision. Amen? Yeah. 
And also every believer who is born again and is saved has faith to accomplish what God has called them. Or God has given to every believer a measure of faith. Amen? Yeah. Romans 12, 3. All of you received a measure of faith and you have faith. Do you agree? Second, faith can and should be increased. 2 Thessalonians 1, 3. God has given you a measure of faith, but it is your responsibility to develop and to increase your faith. Can you say amen? amen. It's your responsibility. God gave you, but now you have to increase it. Faith grows. When you come to church. Why? Faith comes by? Faith comes by? Faith comes by? This is why you are here. And today you are hearing. You are listening. And some people are not here. They are not hearing. They are not listening. And faith grows when you come to church. Because this is why we always challenge. Please. Don't miss a service. How is come? Because faith comes not just reading, by hearing. And I'm going to talk a lot today about this. And faith comes by hearing, and also when you go to your cell meeting, the life group. When you go there, then your faith grows more and more. But also I said, your faith decreases when you stay home, or you don't listen to the word of God. Number three. You need to act upon, up, upon your faith. Faith is increased by hearing the word and acting. You have to hear, to listen, but you have to act upon it. I told you, just like uh, muscles of your body, they need, the muscles need food and protein, right? But just with food and protein, does muscles grow? No. What muscles need? Exercise. If you just receive the food, you are listening, hearing, but also you need to exercise your faith. Number four, faith without works is dead. James 2.16. Our faith is expressed by actions. Faith is not a thought. I have faith. It, it's in my mind. No, faith is one action. Say to the person next to you, faith is one action. Why I told you, when God said, Noah, it's going to work. And Noah had faith. What he did? He started working. He did it. It's going to rain. And he started working. And then always when you have faith, you have to do something. Can you say amen? Yes. Noah started building the, the ark by faith. And because of that, Noah saved himself and his family because he acted in faith. Amen? Yes. Faith without action. Is that. And now we're going to begin. I just gave you this quick recap. And now we're going to start the word of today. That is, faith is the key part two. Some people say to me, Pastor, I really believe in God. And I am waiting for God to open the door. I'm just waiting. How can God open the door for you, my beloved brother, if you don't get yourself ready? As Noah did, as Abraham did. Why he would open the doors if you don't take any step of faith? When you believe in God's word, you have to take steps of faith. Can you say amen? Amen. When you believe in him, you have to take some steps of faith. God has many things to do in your life. But please, 
Don't try to get shortcuts. Did you get? Yes. Don't try to get short, shortcuts. Why? Because God has many things to do. And he will do it through the church that you are linked. It's always how God used it to work. God will prepare you where? Here in the church. Amen? This is the place where this is a church is compared to our, like a one army. Yeah, army. And the Bible says you are the soldiers of Christ. And we are training you for a spiritual battle. Yeah. Are you in this army? Yeah. yeah. But where, you are, where can you be trained? In the church. This is the place. In the cell meetings and in the church. That when you are connected to the church. Then your spiritual muscles will grow by listening. Faith comes by hearing, receiving the word, because he is building his church and his kingdom. Amen? Amen. Are you a soldier in this kingdom? Yeah. Are you a soldier in this army? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And last week I gave you a testimony. How I prepared myself for the, to the ministry. Did you remember? God said, I'm going to use you. So, Wow. And what I, I start doing? Serving the church. I, I went to my pastor. How can I help? And then I started cleaning dishes. I started cleaning the bathrooms. I started helping the church. And then I started doing things, doing things. And then the Lord opened the door. And we start always small. Don't try to. Don't think too much about yourself. Start small. Amen. Every plant, every uh, tree starts small. And faith starts small, but it grows. Is your faith growing? Yes. Hallelujah. I also have some testimonies. How faith works. And I want to tell, I, mean, I, I want to share a testimony. About my life. Because uh, I think I was in the church in the second year after I born again. And um, in that time, I had severe migraine. And when the crisis would come, I felt like I was almost dying. It was so strong pain. Are you with me? Like, uh, I, it was very strong pain. And this pain was behind my eyes. Like, my both eyes. It was terrible pain. If, just for you to understand, it was as if someone had my eyes in, in their hand, in his hand. And they were squeezing and crushing my eyes. And then it was very strong pain. And sometimes I was okay. And in one minute this pain started. Then I started vomiting. Because the pain was very, very strong. And then I said, Lord, I need healing. And, and one day I was in the church. As you are, I, 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 as you are listening to me. Are you listening to me now? And I was in the church. I was listening to my pastor. And he was preaching about what? Faith. <laughs> he was teaching, how can you have a, a faith that works? And then in that day, I heard the message about faith. As you are hearing now. I asked for prayer. Then they said, Lord, I'm going to be healed. In that day, I said, after, at the end, I said, no, I started, when I was listening, I said, today I'm going to be healed. The Lord healed me. It was so hard. You don't know how painful it was. It was like someone like squeezing my eyes. And I could not do anything. I, I had to go to bed or to lay down. Because I could not, it's like, a, it was very strong, that pain. And then that day, 
I said, I asked for prayer. I went and then I said, I need a prayer. And after the prayer, I left the church declaring, I am healed. I left the church saying, Lord, thank you, I am healed. I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything after the prayer. I didn't see an angel. I didn't feel any fire. No, 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 no. But only I left that place declaring, I am healed. I am healed. And I thank you, Lord. I believe in the word that I had listened about faith. And faith was released. I took hold of the grace of healing that God has already provided in the cross. And faith is one act. And from that day, that day, I never ever had migraine anymore. Not only that, I never ever had headache in 30 years, more than 30 years. Yeah, I start declaring, Jesus, I am healed. Just by faith. Faith is one act. Your believing will determine how you act. What did I say? Your believing will determine how you act. Your action and your speech are one expression of faith. Your actions and your speech are one action of faith. What you do and what you say, it's very important. Can you say amen? amen. Number five. Faith works through love. How faith works? Faith works through love. I want you to read two, two verses. Galatians 5, 6. For Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Christ, neither circumcision nor incircumcisions avails anything. But faith working through love. But faith working through love. Second Thessalonians 1.3. We read this before, but we are going to read again. That says, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters. So rightly so, because... Your faith is growing. Your faith is growing more and more. And the love all of you have for one another is wow. Your faith is increasing more and more. And the love you have for one another is increasing. Wow. Both. Faith works through love. This is so powerful. Faith works through love. When your faith grows, the love you have for one another has to increase. Amen? Why? Because you cannot relate to people. Your faith needs healing. If you cannot relate to people, if you cannot relate, your faith needs healing. Your faith has a problem. If you don't like to be with people, if you don't love people, if you have, your faith needs healing. Because faith works through love. Say to the person next to you, faith works through love. Why? Because... If we, sometimes we, we don't like to relate with people because it's not easy to relate with people, isn't it? Sometimes hard. <laughs> sometimes, uh, some people is hard. But unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, animosity, holding grudges. Etc. 
all these things will destroy your faith. If you have some difficult to relate with people, this will destroy your faith. This is the point. Because we need to love our brothers and sisters who are just imperfect as you are imperfect. <laughs> Why you should love your brothers and sisters? Because they are imperfect as you are imperfect. But when we are able to be together, to join together, to be together in the same cell meeting, support each other, well, because faith works through love. Amen? We are to forgive even when we have, as we have been forgiven. Because faith works through love. Then, I, I need to say something to you, please. Abandon your pride because you are no better than others. Amen? Abandon your pride because you are no better, you are no, not more holy, or you are not worse than others. This is pride. Why? Because we need each other to grow in faith. Say with me, we need each other to grow in faith. We need each other to grow in faith because Love works through faith, and faith works through love. Amen? Do you know how you can grow your love? You have the answer. By sticking together. <laughs> By sticking together and not moving away from people. This is the way. This way you can grow. If you stick together, say, okay, I'm going to be together. But it's not easy. Because we all are different. If you look, we have different people from different nations, different cultures, and it's hard. But this is, when you have faith, you are able to help each other. And then the love of God will come, and then your faith is going to work. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Because alone, you will never learn, learn how to love anyone. Amen? How can you learn how to love someone? Being together. I can confess to you. I got married 33 years ago. And because we are together, each year I love more and more and more and more my wife. Because we are together. But some people say, no, I cannot love. Then I go away. And because you go away, you're not going to love. Because love, even we are, we are different. We came from different house. We came from different culture. She liked, she used to like different food. And then I said, mm, but she's not like me. You know, I am more energetic. And she is more calm. And then I said, okay, I needed to love her. Okay. And it worked. I am loving her more and more. Why? Because we stick together and we are together and we are in love. Amen? And this is what needs to happen between us. Alone, you are not going to grow your faith. Amen? Six. Faith rests on the evidence of God's word alone. What did I say? This is important. Why? His word... God's word is all the evidence that I need. I, please, some people, they think they need to feel something. Oh, okay, I need feeling. I need to see. I need to see one angel from God. I need to feel some fire. I need to feel something. No. Faith rests in the evidence of God's word alone. You don't, need to, you don't need feeling to have faith. Can you say amen? amen? You don't need feeling. You don't need even a confirming word of someone. Okay, someone come to confirm you. Oh, this is from God. No, no, no. You don't need that. My faith rests in the evidence of God's word alone. Amen? I'm going to repeat again. My faith rests 
on the evidence of God's word alone. Do you remember that Roman centurion from the Bible that had a sick servant at home? And he asked Jesus to heal his servant. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. And I want you to read just some verse quickly. Matthew 8, 8. Then the centurion asked, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But, 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 and my servant will be healed. A word only. And my servant will be healed. This is what we need. A word from God alone. Nothing more. You don't, you don't need feeling. You don't need confirmation from man. You don't need. Let's read now Matthew 8, 10 and 13. When Jesus heard it, what he did? He marveled, wow, and said that to those who followed, oh, look what Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Then Jesus said to the centurion, what Jesus said? Go your way, and as you have believed so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Jesus, if Jesus, if, if Jesus look to your faith, what you, 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 Jesus will say? Jesus will say, what faith? Or, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> because he said to this man, wow, what a faith. But what he said to his disciples some days earlier. Oh, you small faith. You little faith. You unbeliever. <laughs> but to this man, Wow. What Jesus will say to you? I'm going to say again. I don't need to see anything. I don't need to feel it. I don't need. And he said, Jesus, you, you don't need even to go to my house. Don't need. I don't need to see nothing. Just. Just. A word. I, I need just a word. Wow. What you need from God? Just a word. Just a word. You don't need anything else. Just a word. My beloved, God is true. Do you believe it? God is true to his word. He is true. And his word will hold you up. Only his word. The only thing you need is... God's word. We need the courage to hear his voice and obey as Peter did in the midst of the storm. And you want to drown because Peter listened to Jesus. To Peter, or Peter listened to Jesus. Peter, you can come. And what Peter did? Okay, Jesus, you have said for me to go. I'm going to go. And he got out of his boat and stepped into the water. <laughs> Faith is one action. Many people, they do not receive miracles because their faith is mental, intellectual only. They know, they teach others about faith, but it's mental, intellectual. Then faith is one action. Amen? Amen. And the last point... And I am finishing. I promise you the last. <laughs> Your faith will be 
tested. Huh? Yeah, it's all glory, but it's hard. Yeah. What did I say? How many of you have faith? I have faith. Prepare. First Peter 1 7. First Peter 1 7. Let the genuineness of your faith be much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire. Oh, no, I don't like fire, Lord. No, no, no. By fire, no. <laughs> but when it's tested by fire, it may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I have a question. Is gold precious and valuable? Is gold precious and valuable? Yes, the Bible says yes. But our faith is much more precious than gold. Our faith is much more precious, has more value than gold. Gold is going to perish, but our faith is eternal. Our faith is eternal. The Bible says that our faith will go through tests. Wow. Then maybe you're going to say, Pastor, I didn't like what you said. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Say to the person next to you, your faith will be tested. Please. Say again. To the other, the other side. If you like or if you don't like, no problem, but your faith will be tested. And when your faith goes through tests and trials, it will result in what? If you have a literal hero of faith, you result in praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus. Wow! Because when you have faith, and you trust him. And your faith is you produce glory to Jesus. You produce praise. You honor Jesus. Because of your faith, he's going to be glorified. Amen. And we always say everything Jesus do, no one will receive glory. All the glory is going to give it to him. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can applaud the Lord. Hallelujah. But the truth is, your faith will be tested. You will go to a fairy trial and will be tested by fire. First ah. Timothy 6:12. First Timothy 6:12. Let's read all together. Fight what? The good fight of faith. Lay hold on the eternal life. To which you were also called to have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul said to his disciple Timothy. What, what Paul said to him? Fight the good fight of faith. There is a fight of faith, if you don't know. There is a fight. Do you know when you start believing something? You start believing, suddenly, you are going to listen to one voice. But the doctor said, contrary. Then, you're going to give a step of faith, and then you're going to listen to your neighbor. Uh, this, this circumstance is impossible. Then you are going to list some brothers from the church. Mm, you are really in trouble. <laughs> because sometimes even our brothers, they are used by the enemy sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. But this is the truth. When you step in faith, believing, you're going to be tested. 
Satan will come and say, <laughs> do you think are you going to receive that? <laughs> no, no, no way. It is impossible. <laughs> and what the Bible says about the impossibility? Huh? Everything is possible for those who believe. But faith is one action. It's not positive thing, not thought. It's one action. If you really believe, you have to fight. You, you have to declare. Sometimes I am believing things, and then Satan comes and says, no. And then I start saying, Satan, you are defeated. I declare the word of God has said, and I believe it. And I declare myself and my household, my family, all of them will be saved. Sometimes I have some pain in my body, and I declare, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. And I need to fight. Sometimes my mom is in Brazil, and she is in pain. She has a trouble. And I, I prayed, I prayed, and I have to fight. I have to fight. I have to declare, Jesus, it's written, it's written, it's written, it's written. You have to fight for your faith. You have to fight for your faith. This is faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And some believers, they say, okay. <laughs> if God said, he will do. <laughs> he will not do because he said. He will do if you believe, if you fight the fight of faith. Amen. If you go against what the people are saying, what the government say, whatever the doctor said, and you say, it's the Lord said, and I believe. Amen. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to finish with this. Is in this team. The last point. Between between every promise of God. Pay attention. This is so important. Don't miss it. Between every promise of God. And the, and the fulfillment of that promise. There is a wilderness. I'm going to say again. Between every promise of God. And the fulfillment of that promise. There is a wilderness. <laughs> it's there that your faith is tested. It is there. The wilderness is a place. Everyone go the wilderness. And the wilderness is a place where you, you have the opportunity to quit. In the wilderness, you're going to have the opportunity to stop believing. In the wilderness, you're going to have the opportunity to say, oh, I prayed. I didn't receive. It's okay. And you stop believing. This is how it works. Between every promise and the fulfillment of that promise, there is a wilderness. Do you remember about the Israelites? Do you remember about them? God gave them a promise of a nice land that flows milk and honey. Right? Well... God promised to the people of Israel, we are going to inherit the promised land. They said, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I trust you. Let's get out of Egypt. And God will do. God will do. God will do. Uh, but now in this desert, wow, no more food. Uh, no more cucumber. No more garlic, no more onions in this desert. I think, Lord, you forgot about us. And they start complaining, complaining. Because between the promise of God and the fulfillment, there is a wilderness. And your faith will be tested. Our faith will be tested many times. And the answer does not come right away. Many people don't like that. Our faith will be tested many times. And the answer does not come right away. <laughs> Sometimes 
I pray for people. And they receive healing instantly. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. But sometimes I have prayed once. Nothing happened. Twice. Nothing happened. Three times. Nothing happened. Five times. Nothing happened. Sometimes I prayed for a year. And then happened. I prayed for things in my life for many years until it happened. Because there is a, a fight for our faith. How many of you have received a word from the Lord about your family? Have you received a word that your family will be saved? How many of you have dreams to be fulfilled? Do you have? But now let's look to Joseph. The, uh, Joseph in the Egypt. God gave a word and a dream about his future. Do you remember? God gave. God showed him that he would be in a place of authority. God said, you're going to be in a place of authority, a place of influence. And even God said, your family will come and bow down before you. And God showed him what was going to happen. Right? God showed him. It was a promise of God given to him in a dream. Amen? Amen. And do you have some dreams to be fulfilled in your life? Because do you remember? After God gave the dream, what happened next? <laughs> what happened next? Joseph. Joseph is thrown into a pit by his own brothers. Who? Some of his brother was planning to murder him. Hmm. But they ended up selling him to some slave traders. Okay, let's sell him. Then God gave a promise to him. Amen? And between the promise and the fulfillment... promise and what happened he was bound humiliated by people was probably whipped and beating and taken to Egypt and sold to a man named Potiphar where he became servant and slave of Potiphar huh? he received a dream from God yeah, I'm going to lift you up uh, and then what happened next week? He was a slave. Oh, he was a slave. And then what happened? He was at Potiphar's house. And then things started getting better. Wow. And then he became like his servant was working his house. Things was getting better. Better and maybe who I say, Oh, glory to God, the thing is getting better, getting, getting better. And then what happened? Potiphar's wife started looking at him. Wow, hello, so handsome, that boy, that Hebrew boy. Wow, then she came and said, Come, come sleep with me. Uh, he said, Okay, wow, bye bye. He ran away. But what happened? Many of you, maybe you sleep with her. Some people, they are sleeping with their enemy. And this is why miracles doesn't happen. Because when you are tested, we are failing in our test. And then what happened? That woman got so angry and said to her husband, that Hebrew boy tried to rape me. They looked at, and then his boss took him in prison, and he spent at least two years in prison as innocent. Can you imagine? Are you following me? God gave him a dream. God gave him a word, but between the word and the fulfillment, there is a wilderness where your faith will be tested. 
and you need to fight the fight of faith. And sometimes I, sometimes I look at you, some Christians, and they don't are not fight. They say, "Okay, Jesus, I thank God." This is not fight the fight of faith. Sorry, we need some action. We need to do something. And uh, and when we look what happened about Joseph, because he kept his trust and faith, at some point of his life, he was promoted from the prison to the palace. <laughs> because you are going to see this is important there is no reference in the Bible anywhere in the Bible saying that Joseph gave up you are not going to see you are not going to see that he gave up of his dream you are not going to see that he was bitter Against God, against his brother, against things. You are not going to see that. He had no bitterness in his heart. No. And some people, they have bitterness about anyone. And because he maintained his relationship with God. He maintained. He started saying, Lord, I am in prison, but I trust you. You are faithful. You are faithful. And he kept his trust and his faith. And because he, he kept his faith and his trust, in one moment, he was in prison. In another day, he was in the palace as the first minister of Egypt. Hallelujah. And I am here to say one thing to you. Pay attention. This is the end of the word. Your faith has been tested. Your faith has been tested. If you keep your trust, if you keep believing, in one day just, what you are praying for years, years and years, you are going to go from prison to the palace. Amen. One day, God, you change all the circumstances. But you have to keep your faith. You have to believe. You have to say, yes, Lord. I am here. I'm, going, I'm not going to quit. Do you believe in this word? Do, 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 you, do you receive this word? Amen. Let's stand up in Jesus' name. Your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested. God loves you. God loves you. Don't move, please. God loves you. But the kind of life that pleases God is a life of faith. Sometimes you are going to look to the circumstances, you're going to say, Ah, this is impossible. No, be crazy. And say, Lord, I trust you. I am waiting. I am expecting. And some people think that faith is just for bigger things. No. The righteous one should live by faith. Every small thing in your life you have to pray for. You have to believe for every small thing. And the greatest miracle in our life is our salvation. And maybe you are here today. And your faith is so weak. Maybe you are here today. But maybe you are not even saved. And I want to, for you now to pray. Pray now. Ask it to the Lord and say, Lord, increase my faith. Okay, you can say, increase my faith. I have just little faith. I want to believe in you, Lord. Please pray right now and say, Lord, help me. And the greatest miracle that can happen into your life is you getting saved by the Lord. Amen. Because Jesus died at the cross to save you. God loves you. God is not mad at you. 
God is not hungry. Maybe you listen from someone, but this is a lie. God is not angry on you. God loves you. Yeah. And he died at the cross for your life. Just say, Lord, I give you my life to you. Forgive all my sins. Say to him, forgive my unbelief. Forgive all my sins. Forgive him because I am walking away from you. And I don't have the true faith. But today I want to give you my life. I want to serve you faithfully. Receive right now the love of God. Pray right now and say, Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. My Lord. You are the Lord of my life. And Lord, increase my faith because I want to believe in you for greater things, Lord. And I, I prophesy, God's going to give you dreams. God's going to give you vision. God's going to use you. God's going to raise you as minister in his church. God's going to raise you for his kingdom. God's going to raise you to work in the ministry. God's going to raise you. It's going to give you gifts for you to use in his church, in his kingdom. Because the Lord loves you. And you want to manifest your life. And I declare miracles over your life today. In Jesus' name I pray and I bless you. And I declare the hand of the Lord upon your life. And if you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, today you are saved. And your life belongs to Him. And from today on, your faith is going to start growing, 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 growing. And you are going to experience the miracle of God. Because faith works through love. Receive this grace right now. I bless you, whatever you are. And I declare this spirit of faith. Over your life, over your family. I declare the impossible, the impossible over your life. In Jesus' name I pray and I bless you. And all the glory belongs to you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah.